Exactly. It's the end of the world, and I feel fine. Uh, I feel fine. I don't know about you, David, but I feel uh, fine. I, I gotta, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little choked up, to be honest. <laughs> it is strange uh, times indeed. Strange times we're living in, folks. I have no idea what to say other than that. Uh, okay, so the announcement this morning is that the Premier League has suspended play until April 4th. Very stubbornly so, by the way. They were very hesitant to do so. But they have indeed suspended for now. How do you feel about where we are? Well, um, yeah, you know, it's funny because it comes right on the back, obviously, of losing to Atletico Madrid. And we'd all probably really like to push that (laughs) as far to the back of our minds as we possibly can. But for the foreseeable future, that's like the last match we have to live with. I'm not I'm not happy that it's suspended. I understand why it's suspended. I think it's the smart thing to do. But yeah, I was fully behind suspension. That was the thing. I was like, just don't like because there's all this talk of cancellation. I'm like, can't cancel it. That's BS. And then, you know, there's talk about closed-door games, and I'm like, why would we even do that? Because, you know, the, the you look at the NBA situation, I'm like, it takes one player's being sick, and then you've got players locked in arenas, and, like, there's full-down lockdown quarantine situations with staff. Like, it's just not – it doesn't make any sense. And then it doesn't even – we saw on Tuesday, it didn't stop the PSG fans from gathering outside – yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? So, like, there's still going to be people gathering in, in pubs and outside stadiums. So, at the end of the day, like, the, the delay is what makes the most sense. And I was texting you, and I was saying, just, like, do, like, four to six weeks. And I know, like, it's not going to solve the problem. Like, the virus isn't going to go away. Yeah. But if it had just subside enough and we get into that part of the year where sort of flu season kind of dips a bit anyhow, and then we can finish the season. That's the goal, really, at this point. Yeah, I mean, the the main thing... Listen, I've been balls deep in coronavirus information for about <laughs> the last three days. Watching podcasts, reading stats, reading CDC press releases. Let me releases. just tell you something. You sent me that Joe Rogan podcast, and by the end of it, I was like, we're all dead. Everything's done. <laughs> well, so it's burning. Funny. <laughs> Everyone I sent that to came back with me like, "Why did you send me this? I don't have any hope." I was like, "Well, read between the lines a little bit. It's all we're gonna be. We'll be all right. Me and you, David, will probably even if we catch it, we'll probably be fine. We'll but, probably survive, but we're gonna lose some loved ones along the way. We might lose some loved ones if the world economy shuts down. Everything will go to shit, you know. But yeah. uh, I, obviously, like the thing here is like to mitigate the outbreak of it." So that our hospitals and our healthcare systems can handle it, because if we all get sick at once, uh, that's way too many people to to care for. Um, and yeah, such is the nature of this particular beast that like it doesn't really fully leave your system for like a month, even if you aren't showing symptoms. So yeah, we have to take precaution to protect. Like Jurgen Klopp said in his statement that he released today, we've got to take the precautions to protect the vulnerable among us. Um, And so I understand it. It's disappointing, but like most things in life that you have to do for the greater good, sometimes they're disappointing, you know? 
Which yeah, is a no. lesson to be learned by the wider world, by the way. Some of the stuff that's for the greater good will greatly disappoint you, but it's for the greater good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, I'm not even going to get into it because I don't even want to get we'll get us rolling on that. What I want to talk about a little bit here is just sort of we lose to Atletico Madrid in a fashion that is so uncharacteristic of this Liverpool side. It is gut-wrenching. Right, we we get the lead, and then it's just an absolute howler, and then we the the air is sucked out of the building, and we just fall apart. Yeah, I mean it. that was that was the disappointing thing about it for me was not so much that we lost, and the boys gave their fight, and like you know at two nil they hit it, they had done everything, but we we suffer a minor mistake from a backup goal, not a minor mistake, a drastic mistake from a backup goalkeeper and then you know disappointingly despite how they've acted all season they kind of gave up yeah now they did and they just sort of waned away and that was it like just the, the the second goal was so frustrating because no one goes to him and closes that space and they just let him shoot and so it was, it was just so not who we've been for all yeah. this time of this journey that we've been on and it sort of feels like okay, I get it, like, that maybe was a little bit inevitable, but, because you got to lose it sometime, and, we, and we've had this incredible run in Europe, but it was just, the, for it to end that way, and for us to kind of go out like that, just felt like gut-wrenching, and then you look at everything that's happening around on top of it. <laughs> no, yeah, and, and like, the one, like, like, I wake up, and I find out the Champions League's postponed on Wednesday, and yeah. I'm like, well, why couldn't this come on Tuesday morning, lads? <laughs> <laughs> right like did we have to go through that yeah what the hell's going on why couldn't you just do this like a little bit earlier you know yeah and, 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 uh, i'm just having like so wake up wednesday morning and like the virus has gotten worse and leagues are being canceled and the nba has shut down and, and like mls is shutting down and the usl shutting down and everything is just stopping like even down to like the Stras centers not having events <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and everything I'm, yeah like everything's grinding to a halt and you're like what is happening and then the rumor comes out of course that they're going to cancel the season and the whole thing will be void and i don't know about you but i just had this like massive existential crisis of like why do i ever feel good about anything <laughs> well for me it was like you know we've gone the whole season and we kept like asking this question or like more more putting the point forward of like well this is like really uncharacteristic of the club and our and how we know the club like the way this should be going is it should be coming down to the wire and it should look like we've maybe given it up at some point but then we grab it back at the last second maybe in the last two match weeks and and we win it that way so when i heard all these rumors and like they might cancel the postponements coming i was like no nah, this is this is the way that liverpool will have to do it <laughs> <laughs> it's just that seemingly we're so far ahead that we need some freak viral you know disease to come out of nowhere and halt this 30-year drought coming to an end and give us all that worry and that clenching feeling that we've been robbed of for the whole season right no and, and that's a good point because we've just been on cruise control and felt so confident and i've been so calm like what games are happening and people are flipping out because we've given up an early goal and i'm like oh it'll be fine and then we win <laughs> and it's sort of just like that's been the theme of the season and it's been the most chill season in terms of me watching like so of course there has to be some 
impending sense of dread. No, exactly. That fills the space, right? And like, normally, we're going to lose season, it to a virus. No, yeah, no. <laughs> normally, in a season, we've had all this existential dread happening throughout the season, but like we've been kicking the can down the road, and now it's all that debt's being piled onto us all at once, <laughs> and we have to we have to pay the debt right now with this, you know. 30-day break or whatever until April 6th. Hopefully, it doesn't go longer than that. From my, my, from my understanding of things, it probably has to go longer than that, but we shall see. Yeah, and I think uh, realistically, like on a, as far as time frames goes, like you could just pause everything until like June. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like June 1st, and then just play everything in five weeks. The rest of it can be done, like two games a week twice a week for five weeks and you're still done in July you know and the, the Champions League will have to just sort of sit on hold or maybe not get played the or Euros, just cancel it I'm yeah, not opposed so... to canceling that competition to be honest <laughs> selfishly biasedly admittedly uh, yes but I'm not opposed to canceling that you know but like even if they do play it like who knows when and, and like what the ramifications of all this will be but my point to somebody was like i just think the sporting calendar should just reflect reality like you can't just not you can't just void it out cancel the whole thing act like it didn't happen and then just start fresh in august like nothing ever happened like no look sports are a part of our society they're part of what make like life worth living essentially <laughs> no that's i think what everyone's finding out no yeah. everyone's finding out right now like wait without sports what the hell do i do at seven o'clock at night <laughs> right like what am i doing with my life where i'm just like sitting around like i i said i've been asking everybody i know i'm like what are you gonna do to fill the time like if you get self-isolated or if, let's say we all go on freaking government mandated lockdown it's martial law don't come outside what are you going to do to pass the time for however many weeks you're just shut in? Like, Oh, what, what's your thing? Like you can't, you're going to watch Netflix, of course, but like, you know, you can only watch so much Netflix and Pornhub at some point. No, exactly. <laughs> Although like, we should make it known that Pornhub will be donating this month's proceeds to Italy to help them in their I, I heard drastic that, fight. I was like, oh, of course, it's an adult entertainment website that leads the way. Like, <laughs> Always, man. And they're, Always. they're providing free premium access to Italians at this great time of need. Because everyone knows a wank is what's needed when, when things are going to shit. I mean, it's like I'm reminded of... Uh, Oh, Pompeii. There's a guy at Pompeii, like, in the ash that is, like, masturbating. Like, that's how he's forever been, like, saved. And, like, like you know, the ash descended upon him. He was like, what should I do before I die? Oh, I know. I'll have a wank. And I, in Pornhub recognized, some of us just want to wank ourselves to death, you know? <laughs> True. And no, and you might as well go out on a high, you know? Exactly. Or at least in the process of getting to one. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Things so. are looking up, you know, at least <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> I said to somebody I worked with, I was like, you know, if it was a publicly traded company, it could probably stay, save the stock exchange right now. <laughs> exactly. Because everyone's no, like, just at home. What do I do? And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I was like, maybe I'll just like learn, you know, brush up on my Spanish and like learn to whittle. You know, just... That's the thing, though, is that like <laughs> it, it's like uh, the constant state of hypocrisy that football exists in. 
um and that like and like even sports to some extent like it doesn't matter they really like there's more important things like we all recognize right now like yeah we had to put sports on hold at the same time it really really matters because what the fuck else am i gonna do with myself if this it's, is what keeps me color. moving forward exactly it's like the color of your life you know what i mean like it's what keeps you waking up in the morning thinking about this or that you know like there's always something to look forward to with it and it, it for so many people us included it is this like really bright spot in your life and that right now it's just gone and all it is is news coverage of people dying and the president giving addresses in which he sounds like he might be sick <laughs> listen, and he's just alienating all of europe yeah listen uh yeah <laughs> he definitely sounded like he he was sick he was sniffling a little bit it's come out that he shook hands with the delegate from brazil that was tested positive for coronavirus yeah. and also spread it to their president so it's a weird world that we live in he's on he's giving a press conference and he's going you know i really love this stuff what is it that you love that people are dying that there's a disease spreading what do you mean you love this stuff and then he's going uh the doctors that i talked to they were all very surprised with how much i knew they said wow you really know this stuff and i really do know this stuff very well and it's just i don't know we are living in a weird episode of some uh alien like uh, interdimensional universal like television program and this is like the season end and and they're enjoying it and we're just living in chaos that's what it is i can't make sense of it it's it's like something out of a movie but even like i've just been watching all the videos of the rush on toilet paper and like i'm I really want to invest right now. Like that we could just do a whole show on things you should just invest in right now. And yeah, like, exactly. Bidets. Yes. Like at some point in this process when people can't get toilet paper because a bunch of psychos have bought it all, some people are just going to start washing their asses <laughs> and they're going to be no. like, wait a minute. Why did I ever think my ass was clean before? Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. No, let's talk about this. Cause I just, I want to talk about this because this this nothing makes sense anymore. It's a football podcast, but let's talk about the hygiene of your asshole really quickly. When you just wipe your asshole with paper, you're not actually cleaning it. Like you're I, just... I just keep saying to people, if you had shit, like just look at your elbow for a minute. And now just picture there's like a streak of shit on it, right? Now, would you feel fine just wiping that with a paper towel and then you'd call it clean? No, you'd wash that shit with soap and water every time, every single time in order to feel like your arm was clean. And yeah, that... your whole arm, not even just your elbow, but your whole arm. Now here we have a gateway into your internal organs <laughs> in fact the place in your body with the most blood vessels hence why they make suppositories you know <laughs> exactly and you just brush over it with some soft paper and call it a day like what are we talking about wash that thing and i really want to invest in a bidet company right now because <laughs> it's no so listen folks if you don't get toilet paper they'll still be running water you can splash your asshole with water and That's wipe it. it with a washcloth or use your hand and then guess what you're supposed to be washing your hands anyways so wash them motherfuckers or wash the washcloth this is what listen this is we're finding out about the conspiracy of the toilet paper big toilet paper you know uh lobby <laughs> It's been making us flush toilet paper down the drains and it clogs the drains and toilet paper really is a scourge to planet Earth. Like it's a really bad issue big environmentally. So we have finally seen the truth of big toilet paper. They've been misleading <laughs> us this whole time. We don't need that shit. You can just wipe your asshole. Look, you have a sink right next to your toilet. Turn the water on. Take your middle finger. Get it a little wet. Shove it up your asshole. Wiggle it around. Then get up and wash your hands. It's that easy. And your asshole will be cleaner for it. Just take a washcloth, get it wet, 
run it through just like you would toilet paper, and then wash the washcloth. You know exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, anyways, now that we've covered cleaning your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, things have gone to shit quite literally, so we got to cover all the angles, you know? The world doesn't make sense. Football's on pause. What are we even supposed to be talking about? And, like, you and I were texting. We're like, it's like our dreams come true. And then this. Like, what a, yeah, no. what a counterbalance. Like, no, exactly. What What is it about us that we're just, like, doomed to have this counterbalance exist? No matter what. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like a cruel joke, you know? Like I was saying earlier, like, what's the most Liverpool thing? And now that this has arrived, I'm like, no, this actually is the, the most, most Liverpool, the most Liverpool thing that we could possibly ever even imagine. I, I like, I, I literally, and somebody said, well, like, what would you do if they did, you know, like, void the season? And I was like, honestly, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can like just come back. Like I'm just gonna have to like take up, you know, woodworking or. I mean, for me, digging or something like it would be something miserably drab, right? Like because yeah. that's where I'm at. No, like, yeah. I don't even think I could come back to it for a while. Like I think I'd have to have a little period of just like sort yourself out, you know. A little self reflection. Yeah, like as I because it's we've been on this emotional like hike up this mountain for two years and we're at this moment where you're gonna get to the peak and then you this thing's trying to break our legs <laughs> <laughs> well no it's like you're going up this one path and it's the path everyone's gone up to get to the peak and then you're about to you're like a hundred feet away from the summit and then some guy comes out of nowhere and he's like oh the path this way is closed you got to go back down like a thousand feet and then take the other path that no one's ever taken to get to the top <laughs> sorry uh, so yeah, if you could just turn around real quick and just roll down the mountain back to where you were for three or four days ago and then like go climb up that other path. That's what you got to do. And you're like, what in the fucking hell you mean? The path's closed now. Everyone's been taking this path. What do you mean? It's closed. Yeah. It's for me though. Like it, we lived it. It existed. There's just no actual possible way other than a pandemic that we weren't going to win the title. Well, no, so for me, done. it's going to happen, but it's just, we've, Lifting the thing is academic at this point, and I know that we all want to see it and send the pictures to everyone that's been, you know, winding us up for years and years about it. Um, but it would be academic for me. And the thing is, is the team's not going anywhere. You know, like these boys aren't going to leave the club. It's not like we have to start with a new team next year. It's not as if they're all going to catch coronavirus and die. Although at this point, we can't rule it out because we are Liverpool and seemingly anything could happen to us well, to derail our prosperity. So, well, well, and here's the thing. Like if I'm the rest of the league, I really want this to finish because if you think if you're a player on this team that's been going through this journey, and then suddenly it's taken from you in this way. You have to think like the players are going to kind of be like, we can't just leave now. Like, you know, like there's always this chance that like Mo Salah could leave or Sadio Mane could leave and, and everybody's been talking it up all year. But then do you really think they're going to just walk out on like that thing that they've been waiting for? The thing that they've been working towards? Well, no. And then, like, let's put it in, in, like, context, too, of, like, you know, they go to Kiev and they suffer heartbreak. And they come back the next year and win the whole thing. And, like, this year, again, like, last year, they, they get 97 points, the third highest total ever. And the second highest total is the team that pips them to the title. And they come back the next year and they basically go unbeaten for, you know, 
uh, over a calendar year um, and like 25 points ahead at the top of the league, the biggest gap that's ever existed. They go on the second longest unbeaten run in the history of English football. So I can only imagine if it got canceled and they said no title for anyone, come back in August, we'll restart this all up. They would be so motivated to just go 38-0-0 and say, fuck them, let's do it. And it like exactly. I would... I would be worried for the rest of the league, like you said. Like, oh, now you're going to, like, basically, there's no justification not to give us the title. I understand European places, and I understand relegation. But there's really no solid justification to deny the fact that Liverpool are champions this season. Pep conceded. Brendan Rodgers conceded. There's no one else that can catch us other than Man City. And if Pep's already conceded, it's, it's academic at this point, really. And there's nothing to suggest that City could even put together a run that could unseat us no they're talking about playoffs i'm like that's not even fair because if city beats us in a one-off playoff well we beat them earlier in the season don't we get a second chance to beat them for like a best of three series or something and we're so far ahead that that's not even justifiable i could get if it was like three points one point gap maybe even like a six point gap where there's a legitimate chance that like we could drop a couple games draw maybe and then they could go on an unbeaten run but there's nothing to suggest that was even possible no and that's and like we're just at this point now where like look the inevitable was going to happen like if we didn't beat city and we didn't beat everton and we, let's just say we didn't beat palace like we still had seven more chances after that to win two games that's all we had to do was win two games at some point this team that has just shown the, this level of consistency and this this mentality monster thing was going to win two games No, not even win two games. Just get six points. We could draw six games in a row and win the league. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm yeah. I'm just sort of at this point where that we're like I can't can't be bothered with like the idea that it's going to be canceled. And I don't think that like like somebody was bringing up the point like you know there's too many lawsuits on the table like because if you're Leeds and West Brom you're being denied an opportunity to come up into the top flight out of the championship. If you are, you know, Manchester United, like you are only two two or three points behind Chelsea with 10 games to go with a shot at qualifying for the Champions League. Like, you don't, that's your good, you're, you're right in it. Why would you want to get the season to be canceled? So I just... I mean, if you're Wolves, you're only five points back of Champions League. Exactly. Same, same with Sheffield United. You know, if you're Tottenham, you're two points out of European places, and you desperately need to at least stay in Europe to keep that whole thing running properly. Same with Arsenal. They're only three points out of the European places. Um, yeah, and then like, you go down to the relegation battle. It's one of the closest ever. Austin Villa is only two points from safety. Um, you know, there's there's... From Brighton down to Austin Villa, any one of those five clubs, Brighton, West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth, Aston Villa could could go down or be safe. And it's just not fair to go, well, season canceled or whatever. Go back to where you started at the beginning of the season. Uh, and yeah, like, like your point, the championship teams that invested in the idea, they will come into the Premier League and get that huge injection of cash. Um, yeah, there's too many lawsuits on the table just to, oh, it didn't happen. Sorry. And, like, the other thing is, is, like, what about these lower league clubs? And that's the thing that no one's really talking about that is really the travesty, yeah, is that, that is these the lower league teams. clubs, no, exactly, they rely on that money coming in two times to one time a week. The gate receipts, and it's not just the footballers that need to get paid or the coaches, it's the tea lady, it's the it's the guy making the meat pies, like, that's his job, that's what he relies upon. Um 
and you just can't cancel the season. Oh, sorry, lads. Good luck. Better luck next time. That's income. That's a fourth of the season of income that they're not going to get. Absolutely. So I, with, and like with that in mind, like I just, what I think the more realistic stance is, is like, look, this is now going to become the off season. Cause we only ever take off like June and then three weeks in July. And then basically preseason starts. And there we go. We're back into once we hit August, the season starts. Yeah. So you only take six, seven weeks as it is. If this thing doesn't come back until May, then that is seven weeks, right? So there, yeah. look, that's the player's off season. There's going to be no Euros. Basically, what we're going to do is play out the rest of the league season and then start the next one yeah. maybe with like a week off in between so that the next season is just slightly delayed. Yeah. But that's the only way. Like the Champions League, fine. You can do a playoff because literally everybody who's left, which is at this point, what, uh, 14 teams? Yeah, because we're halfway through a fucking round of 16. Like, what the fuck's going on? Not even halfway. We're a quarter of a way through the round of 16. I'm so upset they didn't cancel Dunk Tuesday. They really shouldn't have. They should have just canceled the whole thing because then you could have just gone, okay, so we have 16 teams. We have a 16-team tournament for two weeks. And you're just going to go, or, you know, three weeks, whatever it is. I mean, really, you only need two weeks because you figure the World Cup is like three, four weeks long. And half of it is the damn group stage. So by the time you get to the knockout rounds, which is the round of 16, it only takes two weeks from there, right? And just do single leg, like neutral venues, just like a World Cup, just like a Euros, whatever. And you could, you could like have an unprecedented historic type thing. And I get like, that's the thing here is like, there's going to have to be some things like people are like, well, based on precedent, like World War II. And it's like, well, it's not the same thing as World War II, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's absolutely not anything like World War II. So yeah. stop that talk immediately. Exactly. <laughs> there is no historical precedent. We've never seen anything like this in the history of football, in the history of sports. And even really, if you look at the political situation right now in this country, the UK, Europe, like we are dealing, we're in... A little bit of unknown territory here like because this thing i mean just to get into the virus a little bit like this the, what's scare what's scary about it is you know is we don't have the an immunity to it and you know it affects everybody different it affects people differently based on you know like if you have asthma or if you have diabetes or whatever because there are people there are younger younger people dying from it and more cases like in Italy I was reading like more cases of people in their 30s and 40s are getting it now and like we just don't have any control over it and in this country we don't even know how many people have it because we're not testing for it and then so you get into- oh can I can I, real quick I know like what a, this is the benefit of actually being independent from LFC Tampa Bay now is that if we want to talk politics we can but uh here we go Donald Trump openly admitting he didn't want to let those people on the cruise back on the mainland because he liked the numbers where they are right now oh my goodness <laughs> It's just funny. It's like it's like coming into a room and you see a hundred dead bodies, but you close your eyes and you only count one. You go, only one person died here, and I'm ignoring the 99 other people and I'm not counting them. So one person died. <laughs> and that's the thing is that we don't actually know how many people actually are infected with it because we don't have the proper testing to do it. And here in the United States, our wonderful president turned down the free test from the World Health Organization in favor of his own, you know, buying private tests from a private company that he has, you know, 
monetary uh, <laughs> interest in. So, <laughs> oh, a moment's, a moment's clauses don't matter, but whatever, you know. So we just don't have the numbers to test. It could be a case right now that there's like 60 million people in America that have this disease, you well, know. Saying, like I saw an estimate earlier today, like some public health officials estimate that it could be like 60% of the population gets it. And so you say, well, like if 1% of that gets it, that's a lot of people. Yeah, is it is. A like if 60% of the population got it, I think I, the number I read was like, or no, that this was in Britain. Sorry, not in the United States. But in Britain, they were saying 60% of the population could get it and only 1% would die. And someone said, well, that's one and a half million people. Yeah, that's the problem with statistics when you deal with people's lives. You go, well, it's only 1%. Uh, yeah, that means like millions of people, though, you that, did. <laughs> that's a lot of people. That that's something that you'll remember forever. Like how many thing, events have occurred in world history where a million and a half people died, and then you just shrug it off, like eh. yeah, yeah, oh, but it was only one percent. <laughs> exactly, like it's just not realistic. Yeah, I mean, so, I, the thing like, like, like you're talking about, like with the virus. The other thing with the virus is like it takes so long to show up, and like that's the thing. Like they keep putting out these stories about like Mikel Arteta test positive. But did he test positive with severe symptoms? Did he test positive with mild symptoms? Has he gotten over the symptoms and now they've tested him and it turns out he's positive? The other problem is, is after your symptoms go away, it can hang around for four weeks. Right. So you could be totally fine walking around, breathing on people, passing it to them. They can carry it for two weeks without showing symptoms. They could carry it for four weeks without ever showing symptoms. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a very weird disease. Yeah. And. Yeah, we're just not, not used to something like this. And it's going to take a while to make a vaccine or to develop herd immunity. And there's a lot of arguments about, like, different ways to go about all of this. But at the end of the day, like, we're just going to have to try to be safe and see it out for a little bit and see what happens. All right. So the question has come up. Uh, what are we going to do about Tampa Bay Cop Talk? Or not Tampa or the Bay Sunshine Cop. Cop. So the Sunshine Cop, sorry. <laughs> what is Tampa Bay Cop Talk going to decide on Sunshine Cop? And so, you know, it's uh, it's something that we are talking about. Obviously, we have to consider all these different things. But right now, look, that's seven weeks away. That's a lot can happen in seven weeks. Think about where the situation was a month ago. And where Think about where it was a week ago. You <laughs> know? Exactly. Think about where it was a week ago. There wasn't even talk about canceling game or like – the NBA wasn't going to shut down a week ago, right? And so we don't know what's going to happen. And who knows, maybe as the weather warms up, you know, so the seasons change because the flu does go through sort of a seasonal dip. Uh, maybe six weeks from now, things look a little bit different. We don't know. So we just have to kind of wait and see. We'll, we'll reassess where we're at. But as of right now, let's plan on following through with it because we've made all these plans. We've got a pub crawl in place. We've got a concert in place. Everything that we wanted to do will be achieved. If we want, if we, you know, the five-a-side tournament's still in place. So, like, all the things that we had planned, it's there. And if football resumes, let's say, because I think maybe the Premier League's being a little bit optimistic with April 4th. Yeah. I, I just don't know if that's going to happen. But let's say that football resumes April 21st. Or 20, you know, something like that, right? Yeah, best case scenario for us at Sunshine Cop. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> yeah. We could be playing Arsenal to win the title. You don't know. 
That's so like if that is the case, wouldn't we want to have like this? It was kind of like serendipitous. You know, Mercury's no longer in retrograde. All you stargazing lovers, <laughs> <laughs> all you astrology people, all you weirdos. <laughs> Sorry, that's a. You guys, we're all weirdos, but we you have a very, you have your own weirdness where you stare at the stars and think it tells you things about the world. <laughs> but whatever, that's your right as a human being. Go on and believe that. But yes, exactly. But no, like uh, we do, we just don't know. And so let's just plan on going through with it. Let's hope that football gets back being played in front of, in front of our fans, and and we can win this title in May. Because we only need two games to do it, so if they resume, no, exactly. In, even if they resume in May, we'll probably still win the title in May. And hey, we can sing "Liverbird upon my chest," "Men of Shankly's best," all that stuff. The win the championship in May line, we yeah. can sing it. <laughs> when the championship in March does not have a ring to it, it doesn't it's... sound right. You know, I tried, but it's <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. So, but yeah, I mean, and t- in the meantime. Hopefully they don't cancel. Although I just I just got a blurb from one of these football apps that I follow, and apparently the FA president had, and their little private meeting that they had was like, "There's just no way we can finish the season. It's just we just we're probably gonna have to cancel it." Oh, the FA once again playing our fucking heel all the time, being the heel to our greatness, always trying to ruin the party. It's the on FA, UEFA. Yeah, the FA can fuck off. All right, <laughs> but no. I, like the other thing is we've played 75% of the season. How much of it do you have to play? Like before it, and we're 25 points ahead, 75% of the way through. Like how much do we have to play for this to become official? Like in a baseball game, if you play 7 innings, that's it. And it gets if it gets rained out after that, it doesn't matter. The the, the game counts. Or no, I don't even yeah. think it's 7. I think it's like 5 innings, 6 innings, something like that. But let's just say it's 7. At a certain point, the game's done. Like the no, the, yeah. the results, the result. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like we I are mean, at that point now, where like wherever you are, it's a fair assessment of where what your season's been. It's twenty no, yeah. twenty eight games. That and like for me, like again, everyone's conceded the fact that we're gonna win a title, and the only reason, like, I got a text this morning from a Chelsea fan. Oh, they're gonna cancel the season. Ha ha! You're not gonna have the title, and I was like. No, nah, it's pretty academic at this point. And the fact that you're saying this and not going, well, you never know. You could drop enough points and lose it. The fact that you're relying on some freak event of nature to cancel the season basically tells me that everyone's accepted that we've won the title already anyways. Yeah. No, it's it's done. And now we just, we just need the opportunity to put the last two nails in the coffin. But even if we don't get it, like, come on, it's done. So I'm not going to stress yet. Uh, Klopp's statement did co- did make me breathe a bit, you know. I can, you can, I, I like how I've also had multiple people text me. Ken Jurgen, do you think he would? Maybe he was born on like an American Air Force base and he could run for president. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've often talked about this in private. How Jurgen Klopp would be the best president choice for all of us. <laughs> Seriously, like he'd be way better than what we have. <laughs> and oh. the op- even the options we have. <laughs> like, 
No, yeah, like exactly. No, exactly. There, listen. So let's look. No, let's really get into it because uh, I believe Super Tuesday 2.0 is when we started kicking off this whole idea. Like, listen, if we fucking lose the Atletico and they postpone the season, we have to have an emergency pod where we just break down and go into full existential crisis and bleed it all out. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> I was texting you like I can't even remember what I was saying, but I was just like the worst case scenario. I don't even know. Like, I just need like some therapy to get through it, man. <laughs> Look, the world doesn't make sense. People are leaving exit polls going, yes, we agree with Bernie Sanders, but we just voted for Joe Biden, and we don't really have really good reason to do that, but ah, whatever. Right. <laughs> and then so, we go to like, athletic... No, go ahead. During a crisis in which, like, literally, you could end up in the hospital, and if you don't have insurance, go broke behind this stupid virus. No, like, exactly. We're having a healthcare debate. It's like, well, is there a debate then? Is there even a fucking debate? <laughs> no, and then they're going, how can we pay for this? And then dumping a trillion and a half into the market like it's no big deal. Right. I guess we can just pay for it then, you know? <laughs> oh, no, it's ridiculous. No, I'm just, I'm looking at it as Mother Nature just writing poetry. And it's grotesque. It's dark. But, you know, there's comedy and then there's, and then there's drama, you know? And some, some art is comedic and it's uplifting and some is dramatic and it pulls you down into the darkness. And right now... Mother Nature is writing this really wonderful poem and exposing all these wonderful things about us. And it's very dark and grotesque, but maybe we can mature as a society and move on and learn from it. Probably not. That's a, that's a big ask. <laughs> but here we are. And, and on one hand, we should be terrified. On the other hand, we should just enjoy the poetry because, listen, you know, we're floating on a big rock in the middle of abyss. And, like, the sun one day will explode. And then what do we do? <laughs> I hope they don't cancel the season when the sun explodes. I hope we find a new planet to finish out that season in, you know, 20 billion and 37 or whatever it is. Although then someone was like, someone was like, if, if it was Liverpool is costed the title, but through the coronavirus thing, the United States moves to like a single payer healthcare system. How do you feel? I'm like, <laughs> it's a, it's a big price to pay, but I might be willing to pay it. That's the thing. I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can deal. Why is that the choice? How are how are the two? Why do the two correlate all of a sudden? What is wrong with the universe that these things have come into a line and like maybe the result of the same damn thing? You know? Yeah, right. Why do we have to suffer for everyone's betterment? You know, like why is it us? You know. Which is, I guess, the under—I guess that's the underlying issue with all society—is like everyone's like, well, why do I have to suffer so everyone lives better? <laughs> but we're like sitting here, like, well, I guess if it has to be us, then so be it. I guess we'll sacrifice this fucking league title if it means all of us come out the other side living a little bit better. I guess that's the case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The one line I really liked from Jurgen's statement was, uh, or the two sentences, he goes, first and foremost, all of us have to do whatever we can to protect one another." In society, I mean, this should be the case all the time in life, you know, like this should be what we're doing all the time. Like, comp like Mark Cuban's like, you know, what are we going to do about these poor people that work here every night at the arena? We better set up a fund for them. And then the CDC's turning around and going, yeah, we're going to pay for testing. It's going to be free testing. And then, like, you know, it's like, oh, is everyone taking note of how we're saving this situation or no? <laughs> The constant hypocrisy of life and football is how you put it to me the other night. 
And then I just wrote back, I don't even think we need an outline. We can just shit on reality for an hour. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's the other thing is like I had existential dread about the coronavirus, and then I equally had existential dread about sitting down without an outline. Like, you know me. We got to stick to the fucking outline. And here we are floating in space. No fucking outline. No exactly. idea where the fuck we're going. That's here we are, baby. Here we are, 39 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> oh god yeah it's exactly the constant hypocrisy of, of life and football when all your dreams are about to come true everything goes to shit at the same time you know oh man and like i wanted to do uh some content post athletico and like i just couldn't do it i was like i don't know because i'm afraid like we were, we were gonna do a youtube video over at london heights and i was like no i was like because people will look at my face and be like Dude, it's not the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Can we not actually trace or identify the fact that Liverpool losing to Atletico is actually what kicked all of this off? <laughs> it, well, it, it's definitely spurred things into it. It was moving along. It was moving along at its own pace, and then that just put it in fifth gear. But it's it kind of like the game kind of mimics the way the world's going right now. Like everything's fine. Okay, we're we're ahead of the ball. Okay, we're two 0 up. Everything's good. And then Everyone's just working really hard. And there's a lot of good things coming out of that. <laughs> and then and then one guy just goes fuck it. And then everything goes to shit. <laughs> like it was that one guy in China who was told he had coronavirus and he got on a plane anyways and he flew somewhere else. And that was Adrian. <laughs> Not to, like, shit on Adrian too much, but, like, you know. Because like, we just compared him to the super spreader, so. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. He super spread my depression on Tuesday night. I'll tell you fucking what. I'll tell you what. No, it did. It did. Because, like, the way they had grafted, and, you know, Oblock had played so well. That's the thing is, like, we should – I want the whole game I spent pointing out to everyone around us, I was like, you know that Jan Oblak is pretty fucking good. I mean, we should be appreciating at the very least that this man is standing on his head, so to speak, to propel his team into the – like, that, that was a team built on – that's a team built on a goalkeeper. You don't see that in world football. No. Like, a team that is built around – like, it's goalkeeper. Diego Simeone even said it afterwards. He said – you know, what Jan Oblak does is, like, what Lionel Messi does. We built our team around him, and that's just an insane level of goalkeeping. You know, he was our other option when trying to sign Allison, and yeah, he, he proved like, it. He proved it. And like, what, what was his transfer fee? I can't remember at the time, but I think it was just below what Al we paid for Allison. And at one point the season before, there were rumors about him going for $100 million and all this. And so, like, you got to remember, like, he is a boss keeper, top two or three keepers in the world and he looked it you know like, he kept him in it man he kept him in it until extra time he really did i mean he made 11 saves or whatever it was or i can't yeah i think it was 11 saves we had 34 shots and the guys just did such a they played exactly how i hoped they would play and did everything i wanted them to do and then it just didn't work out. And, like, that's the way it goes sometimes. But The constant hypocrisy of life in football. That's what it is. That's what it is. <sighs> Someone said to me, like, well, what do we, what do, we do, like, for, like, a podcast? Or, like, well, what's some content you would want to make without football? And I was like, just call it the unbearable, empty, you know, like, the unbearable lightness of being. I'm going to call it the unbearable emptiness of just being. <laughs> honestly without it like because like i was so <coughs> looking forward to monday 
I took the day off. Like, I was going to just, like, make Monday, like, a day. It was going to be about the Derby. It was going to be this big moment. Like, all right, so we can't – maybe we can't seal it. But, like, it'll be, like, this big moment in, in the journey of the thing. Yeah. And then this happens, and I'm just like, I don't know. I guess I'll, <laughs> stay, I guess I'll stay in the porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all just a bit weird. It's yeah. all just a bit weird. It doesn't make sense. But, like, to, to, to finish off the Atletico thing is, like, I think we touched on it earlier, is that, like, yeah, eventually it had to come to an end. Like, we had this idea in our heads that we were going to romp right on down to Istanbul, three finals in a row, which doesn't really ever happen that often in, in world football, like three European Cup finals in a row. It's a big ask. Yeah, we're never going to lose a knockout round tie under Jurgen Klopp. We'll never lose at home in Europe. That was our first loss in Europe, technically, since 2015. I mean, they ended up winning the game 3-2. That's our first loss at home yeah. in Europe since 2015. Yeah. No, and, like, you know, Klopp, with three out of four years, we took us to a European final. Like, that's ridiculous. And, like, it, it can't you can't expect to get there every year. It's just not realistic. And, and look, when the draw came out, I was texting you, like, just not Atletico. Just not Atletico. <laughs> and I, as soon as it was, I was like, fuck. But then, you know, you kind of, we talked about it, and I was like, yeah, we can beat them. I was like, whatever. You know, they're not that good this year. They've got their own problems. But I knew they were going to give us a hard time. Like, I, that team of trolls is going to give us a hard time. And they did. But I'm no, pr- it's... the point is that I'm still proud of the way they played. Like, we, that... were, we were still us. Yeah, for me, it's like, you know, in an alternate reality whereby Allison's healthy, we, we're, we're through, you know? Like, we're just missing one of our actual key players, you know? Like, we're yeah, playing with a backup out there. We're not on even level. We're not at full strength in a very key position, as everyone finds out from time to time, goalkeepers. Hey, look, in the one game, we got to see the importance of having a world-class keeper and missing your world-class keeper all at once. <laughs> <laughs> it's there for you to see now, you know? Like, um, I just was so impressed with Ox. Like, Ox in that first half especially was just – he was – what a belter of a performance, man. Like, that was just ridiculous. And then Mo, that second half, is – he's Mo. Like, he's yeah. just ridiculous, unstoppable, it seemed like. I thought for sure he was going to score. And then when the he puts the ball in for Robertson that goes off the bar, like – I don't. There's just so many moments. I look back on that game, and it was just it was like the, a proper intense occasion. And now we're not even going to get to watch them play for a month. <laughs> yeah, right. The best bit of football we've seen. This is what we've been waiting for basically all fucking year, to be honest. Like yeah. we've been waiting for this moment for it just to click and us to go into into fifth gear, and it happens. And now you don't get to see it for a month. <laughs> uh. This is the world we live in, you know? Uh, it's the it's yin and yang. Within the lightness is darkness. Within the darkness is, is lightness. And so we just have... This is the brightness of being in this time of dark, is that we get a little time to kind of reflect. And you know what? Honestly, for everyone who's been in doubt about this league title, this is your month chance to kind of wrap your head around... If football does come back, we're going to win the league title and properly build up for it because I still feel like we aren't all really preparing properly for this, you know... This this monumental moment of our footballing lives that'll never be recreated. Um, can't be. It's yeah, can't no, be. You, you really can't be prepared for something like that. But you need to like kind of wrap your head around it. Like like, and another point to like the hypocrisy of life in football, as as some may know or may not know, Tuesday was uh, 
Justin's funeral. Um, and then the wake was held at the pub afterwards. Um, and so during the match, it was, it was, the pub was just like absolutely packed with people. Um, and everyone was really into the match cause you know, for Justin, um, and we lost, but at the same time, it wasn't like ultimately terribly sad because we were all gathered together, remembering a great man. And, uh, you know, we sang you'll never walk alone at the end and had an extra pertinence to it. And, uh, yeah, it's just that weird hypocrisy of life in football again. Like we're, we're in this moment and we've lost and, and it's terrible and, and, and Justin's gone and that's terrible. But at the same time, here we all, all gathered in the pub. Some people from Liverpool came over. Some people from other parts of England came over. Some There was Manchester United fans in there cheering for us, hoping just, you know, for the Doyle family to kind of, you know, get the thing that they wanted. But even at the end when we lost, you realize, like, there are things bigger than football. There are things more important than football. And one of the guys that we watched with a lot, in fact, we talked about him earlier in the season, ruining the Austin Villa moment, <laughs> Scouse Matt. You know, he just, I went up to him to you just kind of talk it through. And he's like, you know what? We're still champions of Europe until that's not a thing. We're champions of the world until someone wins that and takes it off of us. And Which we're going to win the fucking. Until next year. Exactly. And like we're going to win the fucking league. We're going to win the league. So, you know. It's everything's all right, even though right now in this moment it seems really, really bad and dark. You, and you know, know it, it's just like I think part of what accentuates like why it felt dark is just because it's coming off the back of dropping out of the FA Cup, and then you've had like these weird league results. Although you know the weekend was fine, but like you know off the back of Watford and like it, it just feel it felt a little <laughs> bit like oh things have like come fallen apart on us, but in reality like. It's just a couple of bad games. We still are who we are, and they're going to win the league. And but hey, if you ask me on August 9th, like, what do you want from this season? I, I think I probably even said it on one of the shows. I said three European Cup finals in a row is a lot to ask. I know I said that, but I, I think I just said win the Premier League and screw everything else. <laughs> so, we're on pace to do that. And so how, how upset can we really be? Exactly. And as we all know, at the end of every storm, there is a golden sky. Absolutely. So, it's coming. I think, I don't know if I've really talked myself off a ledge during this hour or so, but... <laughs> no, I don't know if I have either, but also, like, we, we're publishing a piece on the blog right now uh, from a fella named Andy Wild, and he's from Glossop, which is just outside of Manchester. And uh, I met him through, like, a subscribers group, and he wanted feedback on this thing he wrote, and I did it, and then I offered to publish it for him, and he said, yeah, do it. And, like, as I read it again today, I was like, it's pretty uplifting. He talks about, like, the whole, like, not local versus non-local fan thing and, like, kind of, like, all of us being in this together. And I don't know, you know, like, right now I think... <laughs> We're going to have to keep up with, like, the you'll never walk alone spirit and just keep plugging away. And this thing will pass, and we'll win the league title, and we'll see that golden sky, and everything is going to be fine. But I got to talk myself into it a bit at times, too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, you can't panic. That's the one thing. Like, everyone keep a calm, rational head because you can't do anything while you're panicking, you know? Exactly. The, say the saying of running around with your you, like a chicken with its head cut off is very true. Uh, a chicken with its head cut off cannot accomplish anything because its head is cut off, okay? <laughs> 
It may be moving. It may be active. But the thought process, even though very, very small thought process for chickens, if we're being honest. But the, the, the thought process that we're going on, gone. Because the head is gone. You got to keep your head on. Okay, everyone? You'll be all right. Just, yeah. just, just don't go and buy all the fucking toilet paper. Wash your asshole like a normal individual. <laughs> Use water and soap in a washcloth or your hand. When you're sitting on the john and the paper's all gone, be a man. Use your hand, as the <laughs> as the wise phrase goes. At the end of the day, it's still fucking fall-ish. There's still leaves on the ground. Go wipe your ass with an oak tree leaf or something. <laughs> Just make sure it's not poison oak or poison ivy. Right? Like, Otherwise, use the mail. You know? Yes. <laughs> Ruffle you up get, the mail. You get tons of coupons that you just throw away and put in the recycling bin. Use that to wipe your ass. Send a message to the coupon companies. We're sick and tired of your shit. So here's uh, some then, of mine. And figure out what you're going to do to pass the time and drop it in the comments. Hey, you know what? If esports, we don't have to fucking interact at all. So let's just get an esports league going. We'll get a little esports Premier League and then we'll fucking win that league, you know? I was like, you can tell me about it because I don't have a gaming system. <laughs> I was saying to some people who, like, uh, they're, like, supporters of other clubs, but I was saying to them, like, why don't we just, like, we'll all watch a season, like, an older season together, like, in unison, like, okay, on Saturday, everyone watch this, these games. <laughs> and then talk about it? And then talk about it as if it's just happened. I'm like, I, I dominate the 0405 season because I was like, Liverpool wins the Champions League. The Chelsea supporters can have a double because they do the league and league cup. The Arsenal fans can get an FA Cup. I was like, United gets fuck all. (laughs) City has David James, Robbie Fowler, and Steve McManaman past their prime. (laughs) It sounds like a wonderful season to watch. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Liverpool went to a league cup final that year. Yes. I remember watching that League Cup final and turning to the Scouse man that I was watching with who had worked with my dad, and and he said, you know, if this means we beat them in the Champions League, I'll take it. And what do you know? <laughs> oh, it's going to be all right. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get through it. Listen, and just go watch the Joe Rogan podcast and... <laughs> And lose your ever-loving mind. Yeah, uh, understand that like it's only beginning, and we're pro- you're probably gonna feel like you're dying at some point. Yes, <laughs> very soon. But it, as long as you have a healthy immune system, you stay active, you eat relatively well, your immune system will probably be fine enough to get you through it. But the reason you need to section yourself off if you do get sick for the appropriate amount of time is to protect those among us who are compromised, who are vulnerable, because that's what society is about. Us coming together to help each other out. And you know what? If there is a lightness in this darkness to find, that is what it is. As Jurgen Klopp said, society should always be about looking out for one another. And maybe we can come through this and learn that as a global society. You know, people used to joke we're always one alien invasion away from coming together and realizing we're one human race. Maybe we're just one virus away from doing that. You never know, folks. At the end of that storm is a golden sky. And maybe that's the uplifting words you needed to hear right at the end. And, of course, use your finger to wash your asshole, you fucking pricks. (laughs) And get ready for Sunshine Cop because we're still going at this point. It's still still on. on. Fuck, they can't stop us at all. Let's go. (laughs) Up the Reds. Up the Reds.